The Apostle Peter is known as a strong believer and a bold witness for Jesus Christ. But how did he get there from being a rough fisherman who at one point even denied his Lord? According to the Apostle Peter in 2 Peter 1, the key to his spiritual growth, and ours as well, was knowing and walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Join Cody Bell this week in Walk Talks for a series entitled, Transformed by Christ. Good morning, welcome back to Walk Talks. Uh, yesterday, as we got started with our series on Peter, we kind of got an introduction as to who Peter was when he was called by Christ and then who he developed into. And as we saw that, uh, what an encouraging uh, development that we see in Peter, how he was able to mature and grow in Christ and how many times we identify with the flaws of Peter. But I wonder how many of us have identified with the growth and, and kind of see how we can grow as Peter did to being a great man of God who was greatly used by God. And may that be each and every one of our desire to grow like that. What I want us to look at over these next two days, and then on the third day, kind of make some application to, is we find in first or second Peter chapter one, yesterday I read uh, verses one through four, just to kind of give us an idea of uh, the way Peter had developed. And in verse three, it really does lay out what we're gonna jo jump into today in verse five. But in verse three, it says, as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. In other words, when we got saved on the day that we accepted Christ, we received everything that we need to have a glorious and godly, and, and, and what it says there, a, um, everything that we need uh, to be, uh, that pertains to life and godliness uh, through the knowledge of him or the knowledge of Christ, the one who has called us to glory and virtue. And so what I want us to look at today is we're gonna look at, in verse five, it starts this list that Peter really does give us a list of things to begin to work on. And he says in verse five of Second Peter chapter one, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if these things be these things, for if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, what an encouragement and what a challenge. Let's go into this in verse five, and I want us to kind of understand what this list looks like that Peter's giving us. He's giving us kind of a checklist of things that we need to be, as he says there in verse five, giving all diligence to add to our, add to our life. And so what he says is here in verse five, and we're gonna cover 
just a couple of these this today, this morning, and then we'll cover the rest tomorrow. And then the following day, we'll make some application. But today, we're just going to cover the first two, uh, actually first three uh, today. And we're going we're gonna to jump into these first three um, to, to see what Peter tells us to add. So here we go. Verse five, it says, uh, and giving all diligence, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance. And let's just cover those uh, this morning uh, all the way up through temperance. And then tomorrow we'll jump in at patience. But let's, let's go here. Giving all diligence, verse five, add to your faith virtue. Well, if we are adding to our faith, what kind of faith are we talking about? Well, that would be our saving faith, the faith that we had in Jesus Christ on the day that we accepted Christ as our Savior, the faith that is for salvation. And, and many people have the misconception that once you get saved, you just kind of throw up your hands and let God develop you, and there's nothing that you have to do. Well, that's not true. We are to be very diligently growing in our faith. We, are going, we need to be trying to mature trying to grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ, grow in our knowledge of scripture, grow in our prayer life, growing toward maturity in Christ. And so this is where Peter finds these believers and he's writing to believers who have been scattered around um, because of persecution. And he says, hey, you guys need to be doing this. And so he says, add to your faith virtue. Well, what is virtue? Like we, we have these, these different terms and I want us to get an understanding and I would encourage you, that what I'm fixing to give you is by no means an exhaustive uh, study of this. I would encourage you to dig in for yourselves and understand a little bit more about what this means. But just as a general overview, virtue means a moral excellent. Uh, in fact, in this, it, and, I, and I did, I, I achieved this knowledge that I have of what we're talking about by reading a commentary. And a lot of what I'm gonna give you comes right out of a commentary that a good man wrote and he, he had a lot more knowledge spiritually that I did, that I have. So I am tapping into his knowledge base and, and, and gaining some uh, knowledge of, of myself. Uh, and so uh, virtue means moral excellence. And in, in the New Testament, it's written in Greek. And so to a Greek philosopher of this day, virtue would have meant something that is the fulfillment of, or, or the fulfillment of a thing or something that fulfills its purpose. Uh, what is it intended for? And as I, as I was reading, the, the gentleman that wrote the, the commentary used a couple of examples. He used an example of like land, uh, farmland, that achieves its purpose or grows a good crop. It has virtue. Uh, it fulfills its purpose. Uh, as I began to think about that illustration, I was thinking, you know, as the maintenance guy at camp, <coughs> excuse me, um, I typically uh, get... Uh, uh, tools sometimes, and I try to buy uh, good tools that um, are, are, you know, well-made tools that are um, not cheap, if you understand what I mean. And, and in doing that, many, many times I, I find uh, that a tool would have virtue when it performs the task that it's intended for, or it, or it fulfills its intended purpose. So if I have a wrench, and I put it on a bolt, and man, that wrench fits good, and, it, and when I pull on it, it breaks the bolt loose, and, and it really does a good job. That tool has virtue. It fulfills its intended purpose, where a cheap tool might bend or crack or break, and it's very frustrating. And so uh, for us as believers, 
for us to fulfill our intended purpose. Why are we here on earth? Well, we're here on earth to glorify God. That's our chief, that's if you know anything about the catechisms, the chief end of man is to glorify God. So I am to add to my faith virtue or fulfilling my intended purpose, uh, glorifying God, bringing glory to God. Well, how do I do that? Well, I do that through gaining more knowledge of God and growing and growing in, in, my, in my faith and in my, in my knowledge of who God is. And that really takes us to our next, the next uh, thing that Peter adds, asked us to add. So verse five again, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to vir virtue knowledge. Okay, what kind of knowledge? Well, we can know a lot of useless facts and information, but this is a full knowledge or a knowledge that is continually growing a knowledge of God and his will and how to implement this knowledge. Where do we gain knowledge of God? Where, how do I know God? How do I gain knowledge? Well, I gain knowledge through looking at the Bible and through reading it and studying it. And the more I get to know about God, the more I'm gonna know about his will, the more I'm gonna know who he is and how he thinks and how he expects me to act. Gaining that knowledge, a knowledge that is continually growing. And as you read in the book of First and Second Peter, you see a man who continually grew in his knowledge of Jesus Christ. One of, the, one of the things that pops into my mind about knowledge, that I may know him, does that sound familiar? If you've ever come to Southland and eaten a meal, you have said that verse, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. That was the apostle Paul expressing a desire to know God, to understand him. All right, so we have to hurry right along so I don't take too much time of your morning. And let's go to verse number six. And it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse six, that we are to add to our knowledge temperance. What is temperance? Well, that's a word that we don't use a whole lot anymore. And really the, the, the base meaning of the word temperance is self-control. And, and, I, and I, I just, just a control of, of who we are. In fact, uh, I would like to read to you just a, just a brief, um, brief part of this commentary that I was studying out of. And, uh, and, and I'll, I'll read this to you just very quickly. Um, let's see here. Uh, there are a few verses that, that talk about self-control one of those being Proverbs 16, 32, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Um, there's another verse that says, he that hath no rule over his spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And you find that in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. And Paul in his letter uh, often compared the Christian to an athlete who must exercise and discipline himself if he ever hopes to win the prize. Temperance, being self-controlled, being uh, in control of our emotions, being in control of our desires, being in control of uh, how we react, being in control, just a general self-control. And none of us really like that. There, in fact, I think every one of us has an area or areas in our life where we lack self-control. And it's something that we always strive for and that we are always working toward. And if we fail to work toward that, we are going to fail in this list of things that, that Peter asks us to do. So having self-control, 
Uh, so let's, let's go back through the ones that we listed this morning. Uh, adding to your faith a virtue or excellence or, or fulfilling your intended purpose. Adding to virtue, knowledge, a growing full knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and being able to apply that knowledge. And then adding to your knowledge, temperance or self-control. Wow, those three are really big. And I would encourage you to strive for those in your walk with Jesus Christ today. Can't wait till tomorrow when we discuss the, the last several of those and then move on to some application. Great having you here on Walk Talks. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, pray that you'd help us today to apply your word. Lord, help us to apply these truths that we have found and to be working on growing in these areas of our lives. Lord, help us tomorrow as we look at the last several to be able to put together a complete list of things that will help us in our lives that as we develop them, we will develop more of the character of Christ. Lord, thank you for what you're gonna do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being a part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media for sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step in following Christ.